Never before in history did we have to fight with our own country for the security of our own country. The Kate Daly Show starts now. But in any case, the, the hypothesis that I want to put forward, the economic migration out of South America is cloaking a migration of largely military age Chinese migrants who are motivated by something distinct from they're not fleeing the CCP. It's not obvious that they are uh, concerned about the view of the CCP, it appears that they are actually facilitated by it, that they've left China with the knowledge of the CCP and that they have joined this migration, which we now try to talk about as one thing. But if it's two things, that will confuse things. Hi there. Welcome to Daly Show on a Friday. Oh, yeah. This show is going to rock today, of course. <laughs> so... I'm glad you're listening in. And uh, first up, that was the dark horse. Uh, that was Brett Weinstein talking about his trip down to the border. And he he noticed that there were distinctly two kinds of different groups and that these certain individuals, you had this sort of Chinese camp going on that nobody really wanted to talk about and pictures were prohibited and you, nobody was uh, allowed in to take pictures or and they were using the pass um, through Panama. They were using that that very dangerous pass to come through and making it look like an economic thing when truly it, he felt it was something much different. They were never citing that they were anyone was there for any economic reasons. And he felt like these were military aged men. And he also felt something strange around these guys that it was very they were collecting intelligence. And he thought that was a little strange. So. With that being said, we're going to talk a little bit about the border and, and a little bit about prepping and a little bit about just about everything, actually, today with author Brandon Smith. And I'm really happy to have him on. The website is alt-market.us, alt-market.us. How are you, Brandon? Oh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're joining me. So what do you think when you hear that clip from the Dark Horse? I mean, that it's an interesting clip, having gone down there and noticing these two camps. And one of the camps was kind of rectangle, and it looked like it didn't belong there. And you could tell that the Panamanians didn't really want it there. And so we have distinct groups. Do you think there might be distinct groups, too, coming over the border? Oh, absolutely. I, I think that there's uh, an element of uh, foreign uh, invasion going on, a legitimate foreign invasion that's organized by governments. Uh, so you will see uh, military-age uh, Chinese males on the border. You'll see a lot of them. You'll also see a lot of uh, um, people from uh, Islamic fundamentalist countries coming through, some of them with verified uh, terrorist backgrounds. So that's going on. Uh, there's, there's a lot of reasons to keep the border uh, closed mm -hmm. that um, are being ignored by the Biden administration right now. Oh, 100%. Will you tell people a little bit about you and how you, this is a great website, by the way, and how you got into kind of prepping and, and, and really looking at all the current events and being bold enough to tell the truth. Do you, will you tell people how you, how you got to this place? Oh, sure. Well, it was a long time ago, so mm -hmm. it's hard to remember everything, but mm -hmm. uh, was, <laughs> I started back in 2006 mm -hmm. uh, writing uh, my own my own website. It was uh, my first website was called neithercourt.us. 
And uh, I think the reason I started was because I was in the midst of uh, a lot of in-depth study into economics, uh, mainly uh, macroeconomics and, and global economics. And I started to learn more about central banking and how the, the real economy is run and how it's, it's centrally operated. And a lot of that stuff I, I was shocked by because it was things that um, I had never heard before and I don't think anyone around me had ever heard before uh, about central banking and uh, money markets mm-hmm. and, and how the U.S. dollar was the world, world reserve and uh, a lot of things are controlled through that centralized system. And I just couldn't believe that this was not something that was being, it just wasn't being talked about daily. Uh, So I felt that, you know, there was a a wide open window for people to start writing about this stuff and informing the public a little bit more about what's really going on behind the economy. And then you get to the point after studying into that uh, sort of thing, you begin to realize that, oh, well, this system is designed to collapse. It's, mm. it's not designed to yeah. uh, be a mainstay. It's designed to eventually break. Uh, and that's a frightening prospect uh, once you first figure that out, that the system is designed to implode. So uh, then I got into the, the survival stuff and the prepping stuff. That's, it was sort of a natural progression from there. <laughs> no, I love it. On your website, it says sovereignty, integrity, prosperity. I concur. <laughs> so I agree. I, that's, the, that's the world I want, and that's the country I want, and we have to try to get there. And that's our, our biggest problem right now. We have an invasion going on, and we're more worried about Ukraine. Um, I did appreciate the interview with Tucker Carlson and Putin. I think Putin was able to say a lot of things that people needed to hear. How Did, did you see that last night, or did you watch that? I've I've only watched uh, I think ten minute clips of it. I haven't mm-hmm. sat down because it's a what is it a three hour long <laughs> like two, over two uh, hours discussion. Yeah. yeah, over two hours. Yeah. So I've not quick. watched the full thing yet, mm-hmm. but um, I <clears throat> I think it's interesting to I, well number one I think it's interesting the political left's uh, you know rabid opposition yeah. to Tucker Carlson even interviewing Putin because. It, it, I can I can see why they didn't want that to happen because yeah. uh, Putin comes off as uh, you know pretty rational and reasonable right. and uh, mentally stable. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, he does. The, you know the 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 types of political leadership that we've been dealing with lately. You know, especially from people like Biden or uh, you know you see some of these uh, politicians overseas in Europe that uh, that we're sort of saturated with craziness right now. So it is, uh, I, I can see why they didn't want people exposed to a, uh, a, yeah. a, a national leader who comes off as competent. Um, you know, that gives people a sort of a different, an alternative view of how things could be. That's not saying that I, I think that uh, Putin is necessarily one, like one of the good guys mm-hmm. uh, or that he, he should be absolutely trusted but, you know, clearly the political left here does not want uh, the population to hear the other side of the story. And so that's concerning. Yeah, true. Or that we were lied to. 
about a lot of events because he brought a lot up and he was very knowledgeable and really tried to spell out um, what, what was going on over there and the land and the territory and who it belonged to and who it didn't and promises uh, made and kept and, and not and not kept. So there was there was a gra- there was a good discussion there. And um, and so I, I was I was actually grateful for it. I, I'm, I'm always amazed by people who don't want to have even a conversation about something. It tells me a lot about them. Doesn't it you? Absolutely. If Left someone is mm-hmm. uh, uh, aggressively yeah. uh, opposed to hearing the other side, yeah. especially in a situation where we could have World War III, then I would be very suspicious of that person. Um, yes, for sure. What are the threats that we have at our doorstep right now? What do you think is the biggest things that are looming that would make sh- that that would cause us to want to prep and make sure that we're ready? for what's coming? What are the events? Well, there's a whole lot of them, but <laughs> I, I, you know, the wokeification of the government is mm-hmm. one that's, mm-hmm. that's a huge deal because that's based on the, the uh, lowest common denominator, uh, uh, basically changing the system so that it accommodates the lowest common denominator. And so when you do that, you're, you eventually will see a, a huge degradation in the way things are run. Um, because you have incompetent people running mm-hmm. the, the system. Sure. So eventually that will cause everything to break. Then you have, uh, of course, the border situation, which is completely unsustainable. And <clears throat> it's interesting that suddenly the uh, Democrats and, and Biden are so interested uh, all of a sudden in, in securing the border uh, Biden has spent, and the Democrats really have spent the past three years uh, denying that there was a crisis at all. And mm-hmm. Now suddenly they're interested in it. Sure. So <clears throat> I think that either things are getting so bad that they can no longer ignore it, or they're seeing that the, the American public is about to uh, revolt <laughs> in response exactly. to the situation. And they're trying to get ahead of it and pretend like they're doing something so that people don't revolt over it. Do you think a cyber attack, you know, leave all sense behind that movie, <laughs> the cyber attack or the border or just a basic economical, like uh, economical, I'm sorry, um, you know, digital dollar entry economical collapse comes or what do you think is looming the most? What, what's your gut feel on that? What do you think is going to happen? It depends on how you see the situation. If you look at, at the situation as a, uh, a bunch of different events that are random and coincidental and have nothing to do with each other, then yeah. you probably are going to look at mainly the election and probably the, the border in part. And you'll probably look at Ukraine and Russia a little bit. Um, but you'll see them all as separate things uh, that are unrelated. If on the other hand, you look at the situation as a series of planned events or uh, events that are all part of an agenda, then a lot of this starts to make m- much more sense uh, in terms of you start to see the relations between uh, the tensions between the East and West, the issues with the southern border and the uh, U.S. economy in particular. So I see them all as related, <clears throat> as all part of a, a, a singular agenda. I'm not a coincidence theorist, and many out there are that listen to mainstream. So 
I don't go with coincidences. I think it's planned. And uh, you're right. And I think that, that we have big diversions um, trying to take our, our minds off the things that are actually the things that we should actually fear, not the fear porn they give us. Um, and so the border being a standing army, I know we have about 30 seconds before the break, but as a standing army, do you feel that that's what's coming across? Because Yes, but not in the way a lot of people uh, think. I, I don't think it's a foreign invasion in a traditional sense, but what's happening is there are mil military age men being brought into the U.S. that will be offered citizenship in exchange for military service. And that's a, a huge problem uh, that's coming down the pike here. Well, it's a really good observation, a really good point. And um, you're right, because they started um, they started bringing people into the police, you know, law enforcement that aren't citizens. And so that was the precursory step to full military possibility, maybe. Um, I will be right back. I'll ask him that question. Be right back. More with Brandon Smith from alt-market.us. Be right back. Can you believe after all the recent violent protests, looting and destruction, some communities are considering either defunding or abolishing the police? If you agree that now is the time when police protection is needed most, then it's time we stand up and support your local police and the communities they serve. Call 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet. That's 800-JBS-USA-1 and request your free Support Your Local Police info packet today. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I've got Brandon Smith with me, and uh, he'll be answering oh so many questions I have. And I know you do, too. Um, as far as this goes, there was an article about Jerome Powell begging Washington to save the American economy. That does not bode well for us. Uh, that is a bad, bad sign. So if I were you, please... Uh, text 989898, text Birch Gold, get some information on what to do. It's already insane, but it's going to get worse. And when you see the begging happen, that's not a, that's not a great sign. So, you know, it, free information is free information and it's free to you to back everything with, um, with gold. So if you have accounts out there, retirement and IRAs, you can back those up with gold and it won't cost you anything. Text Birch Gold 989898 and text my name, Kate. That's all you have to do. So simple. Uh, you probably have your phone on you right now. Brandon Smith from alt-market.us is on with me. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, Brandon, but um, what do you think the globalist timeline is if you were going to kind of give your analytic skills to this and assess it? Yeah, it's funny because the globalists actually do talk often about their own uh, timelines for when they want to finish out what they call uh, the Great Reset. And I'm sure most people, mm -hmm. most of your listeners have heard the term the Great Reset at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, we heard it endlessly during uh, COVID. So <laughs> now so they're a little true. more quiet about it because mm -hmm. uh, I don't think the COVID situation worked out in the way they had it intended. But uh, the uh, timeline that they talk about often is the year 2030. And 2030 is the year that they plan to finish out uh, the majority of their uh, carbon, uh, carbon control agenda. 
uh, that's the date that they want to have their 15-minute uh, cities in place uh, across the, the globe. There's uh, a plan to control food production and, and agriculture that finishes out in 2030. So most of the the agenda seems to be the plan is to finish it by 2030. Now that's only uh, six years away, so uh, the amount of um, intervention uh, in global events, the amount of things they would have to do, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of things they would have to do in the next six years to make all that happen by 2030. Uh, and <clears throat> mainly what I'm talking about is crisis events that would precipitate uh, the need for more centralization or that would convince the public that we need more centralization in order to save uh, society, save civilization, save the planet from, you know, imaginary threats such as global warming, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So they're, they're going to have to do a lot in the next six years. Oh, yeah. They've got to be busy. Um, and the farmers are revolting. So that... <laughs> I love that. I'm serious. That, that's, that put a smile on my face this week. Of dismal news, that put, actually put a smile on my face. I count on, I count on the farmer and ranchers uh, to, to be that way. So that was good to see uh, globally. So when you're looking at the, the picture and you said maybe some events happening, do you think they're more prone to do a cyber attack? Or are they more prone to do man-made disasters? Or are they both? Or what do you feel like they would utilize as a sudden kind of event? I think a cyber attack is uh, uniquely useful to them. I, I don't know that that's the plan mm -hmm. uh, per se, but I think that it's uniquely useful because <clears throat> especially in the West and in the U.S. in particular, we are highly reliant on the Internet for commerce. Uh, most, you know, even 10 years ago it was not this way, but today we're completely dependent on the functions of the Internet for most business. So if you were to have some kind of uh, internet uh, shut down due to a cyber attack, that would be devastating to the U.S. economy. And it could be blamed on almost anyone. It could be sure. blamed on uh, hackers from any number of groups. It could be blamed on a foreign government. Uh, and it could be initiated like a false flag by our own government. They have the tools to do it. It's called an Internet kill switch. And uh, one thing I don't think people have heard about that makes this possible is uh, there's these companies called uh, content delivery networks. And there's a handful of them that allow the Internet in the U.S. and around the world to function. And in uh, 2021, there was actually a, uh, a hack attack uh, which – I think that the company claimed was just a glitch, but uh, a lot of evidence shows that it was a, a hack attack on a, a CDN, on a content delivery network called Fastly. And this caused the, a huge swaths of the Internet to shut down all at once. Mm. And it was only for a day. But it really, that one little event sort of showed that, uh, okay. you know, a cyber attack on we're, these content delivery networks could conceivably shut down the entire we're gonna internet. Come, we're going to come uh, right back. More with Brandon Smith when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Self-reliance. It's not a phrase we hear much in our culture these days. It might conjure up images of pioneers, the West, rifles, strapping men, and strong women. But what does it mean for us in today's world? 
The New American Magazine has just released its latest collector's edition, Self-Reliance, Foundation of Freedom. In it, the New American authors outline the necessity of self-reliance for a free people, tips for self-reliant living, and the importance of not giving up hope. This unique edition includes articles on the self-sufficiency of the founders, preparing for a worst-case scenario, firearms, financial self-reliance, the importance of community, and many other topics by expert writers. Now, for a limited time, The New American is offering a bundle of three collector's editions, Self-Reliance, The Great Reset, and Trump World, for just $19.95. A great stocking stuffer, available at shopjbs.org. Visit shopjbs.org today. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Get over to MyPillow.com. I love their sheets. They're the best sheets. They last forever. And I have some in some of my rooms in my house now for five years, and they are just like new. They're amazing. They wash so well, and they're so luxurious. So go to MyPillow.com, get those sheets, because those are amazing. And then, of course, uh, the, the, the robes, everything, fantastic. And um, Patriot Supply is PrepareWithKate.com. PrepareWithKate.com and get some food storage. We're going to be talking a little bit about prepping with uh, Brandon Smith from alt-market.us. Um, and preparewithkate.com gets you into a website to um, to get some great deals on things that you need. So let's talk about some of the different, because I like some of the things that you have to say, Brandon. And this is why I asked you on the show is because there are some insights that haven't been really explored. So we see the elite making all these bump bunkers and people think they're being made for nuclear war. Give your thoughts on this. I thought I think this is very interesting for people to hear. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually I I'm a, a I have a different take on that. I think that the with the amount of uh capital, you know, mm-hmm. trillions and upon trillions of dollars that the globalists have spent to uh, build the existing surveillance grid that they've mm-hmm. built and the decades that they've put into it, I, I seriously doubt that they would deliberately create a, a global nuclear incident because it would erase all of this work that they've put in for, for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it would hurt them, I think, uh, quite a bit if they did that. So I think they would prefer a different type of event Something like a, a cyber attack, like we we talked about before, mm-hmm. followed by an economic collapse, would be much more useful to them than having nukes go off everywhere. Right. And there, it, there is a chance, though, that they would have a limited nuclear incident. So, a one nuke goes off somewhere, say in Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, something along those lines, or in Taiwan. Uh, that's the kind of incident that might work in their favor, but not a global one. Right, and creates the fear. And so you think that they're probably shielding themselves from rioting or when, when people finally start to realize how we've been lied to, what's actually going on, more people are awake and they start to lose things and start things, things start to happen. You think it's more for rioting, more for things like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those, those yeah. bunkers exist for a reason. Yes. And I think the reason is they, they want to have a safe place from uh, all the, uh, you know, torches and pitchforks <laughs> that are going to be coming for them yeah. when 
uh, it hits the fans. So I think that's what those bunkers are for. Absolutely. We've, we've talked a lot about prepping on the show through the years. And is there are there new things that you would add? Is there technology that we can shield ourselves from? Because our military has been working on technology we probably haven't even seen yet. And so I know a lot of people worry about that. And is there something that you would you would now add to your list of must-haves? Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I, one thing I, I'm seeing more and more of is um, uh, civilian preppers getting into, uh, you know, b- purchasing their own drones, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a, a huge deal, as we've seen in situations like Ukraine. Uh, drones are sort of a game changer, and mm-hmm. I think that a lot of preppers uh, could find uses for drones. It really, you know, it opens the door to the air, uh, you know, aerial surveillance at the very least. So that's, that's one thing that I've been recommending the, to my readers that they get into. Um, and I, I guess the one other thing that I, I worked on a long time ago um, is a uh, thermal evasion ghillie suit. And I talk about that, uh, my design um, for that in uh, my newsletter. And I had a video out, but I think YouTube has taken it down now. Probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, a, a ghillie suit that defeats thermal imaging. Mm. So uh, th- that's definitely possible. I've done it. Uh, I've built my own. Uh, they work fine. So that's something that people should look into um, nice. because a lot of this drone technology relies on thermal. You know, maybe drones will be the new carrier pigeon of messages since we're going to have to probably go back to trying to coordinate and communicate in communities with notes with things written instead of electronically, right? Where everything can be captured in data. Oh, one, one crazy thing that I've seen is this new, um, there's a new uh, communication system called Meshtastic mm-hmm. that uh, guys are, they're putting little antennas on drones and they're flying the drones up in the air, sort of like a, a, a makeshift mm-hmm. antenna system. They can fly it way up in the sky and connect all these Meshtastic radio devices together wow. using the drone. So there's, there's people out there doing really awesome stuff in the prepping community. In China, they had um, people in shortwave radio, and there was a story about a guy who was in prison uh, in China, and that this, it was called Sounds of Hope, I believe. And it was him, he had a shortwave radio that was snuck into the prison, and he said that it kept him it kept him in, in, in a good way, right? Um, I'm lacking the wording, but in a, in, in a good, solid way through prison so that he could get through it. And so pirate radio, I'm sure, will be a thing. I'm sure, you know, now censorship has locked down most everybody that tells the truth. And so do you feel like that is something people should invest in, too? Definitely. Uh, if you, I mean, shortwave radio, I'm actually a ham radio uh, uh-huh. operator, and um, one thing I talk about often is HF radio, which is mm. what shortwave radio is. And uh, the Chinese have been trying to, to defeat that shortwave radio option for a long time, and they haven't been able to do it. Mm. Uh, they, control, they can control the Internet pretty well, but they can't control uh, shortwave and HF and all of that stuff. So there's uh, Chinese people all across that country that have little uh, shortwave radios hidden away in, uh, you know, cereal boxes and all kinds of things. Wow. So uh, that's, that's uh, definitely a good option to have, and I would recommend people get into ham radio in general just to sort of learn the basics and have their own radios that they can transmit on. I think you're right. I think that's going to be the only way we get to communicate. If something hits the fan, 
If we have, you know, more than a couple of days, um, I would guarantee that that's probably the only way. I, you know, they always want to lock us down on communicating or getting, and that's why they've infiltrated almost every single, well, every single community, I shouldn't say almost, every single community in America with uh, Pentagon sheep is because they want to, you know, um, see who has what and what are they talking about and what kind of movements are going on. So we know this is taking place, right? Yeah, and I think it, one of the, you know, if you had an event such as a cyber attack, mm -hmm. that one of the first things they would do is shut down the majority of communication and information, uh, you know, information hubs. So anything, anything alternative media, that would be immediately shut down. And the only uh, sources, the only access you would have would be to ma mainstream corporate establishment sources. So you'll you'll have your your CNNs and your MSNBCs and your Fox News and all of that, but you will not have uh, any of the alternative media that you're used to or social media that you're used to. That will all be gone. Yeah, sadly. And we know that all the things that you mentioned that will be there are all of one voice owned by the government. So, And that was something that Putin said in the interview last night is, you know your media is all controlled, right? It's really hard to get any messages out with the entire media being so controlled. And I was just kind of laughing at that because I thought, thank you. <laughs> thank you for saying it. Um, and uh, And I appreciated that. Um, because uh, Tucker was just kind of sitting there. I don't think he knew what to say to that, but, um, but it was good. And so when we, get to, um, when we get to cyber attacks, when we get to the border, do you feel like a, a, more violence is coming, obviously? Do you feel like uh, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see more of that in the cities? More yeah, it's actually it's happening right now. The problem is that what happened during COVID is mm -hmm. the, the FBI changed the way that they collect uh, crime rate data mm -hmm. from uh, different cities. So, uh, How so they changed the system, and that the, when they did that changeover, it allows all these different cities across the country to not report full crime stats uh, until some of them won't report until 2025. So from 2020 to 2025, we have not gotten full crime stats for uh, a majority of these cities. Right now, um, I think at least 30%, including places like San Francisco, still won't report full right. crime stats until 2025. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. More with Brandon Smith on that note. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Have you ever heard someone say, the system's broken? Sure you have. Well, it's not true. America's founders created a brilliant governing system that prevents us from having kings, queens, dictators, and even czars. We the people can replace every elected official in a span of six years if we so choose. Here at the John Birch Society, we believe the only way to liberty, prosperity, and national sovereignty is not only understand what's in our founding documents, but demand that every elected official adheres to them. The reason we have a ballooning, reckless, and corrupt government is because elected officials aren't following the Constitution. The John Birch Society is principled, coordinated, effective activism. We believe the Constitution is the solution. Join JBS and change America. Visit JBS.org or call 1-800-JBS-USA-1 to get involved. That's jbs.org. 
This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Yeah, we hit over 25 mil on SoundCloud. Thank you very much. Uh, very happy about that. And also, go see my sponsors. They are fantastic companies with fantastic products. So if you're looking for supplements, I would definitely go to... Um, um, activatefiq.com activatefiq.com they have the best delivery system of nutrients that actually go into your body and your body can identify the products so this is amazing i know you guys you're, you're probably shocked by that but th- it's true that a lot of supplements just get flushed out but not these uh activatefiq.com does an amazing job it's the reason i picked them as a sponsor and the code word is kate of course but that's where you get copper magnesium we'll see all those things brandon smith is on with me and i really appreciate you spending your time with me brandon um the website is alt-market.us and um, so we were just talking about them fudging the numbers. They're they're delaying the numbers on crime to make it look like it's low crime. Right. Well, this, these cities have the option to not report their full crime stats to the FBI until 2025, and a lot of, especially blue cities, are taking advantage of that. Uh, so, for example, San Francisco will not report their full crime stats until 2025 to the FBI. So when they talk about uh, you know uh, decreasing uh, violent crime or decreasing homicides in places like San Francisco, mm-hmm. that's actually a lie because they're going off of incomplete numbers. So whenever you hear that, oh, crime is falling, uh, you know the Republicans mm-hmm. are making up uh, a, right. a crime wave that doesn't exist. That's actually a lie. Uh, it's really that they're just not reporting the stats uh, and they're not required to for another year. Um, also, blue cities have a tendency to um, underconvict uh, on uh, you know criminal cases, so or underprosecute. So, uh, again, San Francisco, for every hundred arrests for uh, you know violent crime, uh, one one there will be one conviction, one criminal will get convicted, whereas the city will cut deals or let people go with the other ninety nine. Hmm. And so. Learning from COVID, all you have to do is fudge the numbers and it works. So um, delaying it till it's it's a brilliant plan. I'm always amazed and baffled about how many ways they come up to be deceitful. It's it never gets old. My gosh. Um, So the number fudging. So violence will probably go up. We've got obviously an invasion at the border. Let's talk about the other border that we seem to care about so much, and that's the Ukrainian border. Um, and Putin asked last night, why are you guys so worried about the Ukrainian border? Why don't you worry about your own border? Which I do agree with that. What, what's your take on Ukraine and Russia? Right. I, yeah, I mean, I actually, it's funny because I wrote, um, I was going back over articles I wrote back in 2014 mm-hmm. about the Ukraine situation and the, the deal with Russia. And my, you know, just looking at, at it from a, mm-hmm. a top-down situation, not uh, trying to, you know, think of it in terms of a, a globalist mm-hmm. intervention or a globalist plan, just looking at it geopolitically. Uh, if, you know, if you look at it this way, look at it as if China was uh, making a, a military alliance with Mexico, right? Mm-hmm. And they were talking about staging long-range weapons in Mexico uh, aimed at the United States and possibly, uh, you know, battalions of soldiers on the border, uh, 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 the southern border of the United States. What would the effect of that be? How much chaos would that cause and anger 
would that cause in the United States if China did that? Oh, so That's true. the exact situation that was going on with Ukraine uh, leading up to uh, 2014 um, when, uh, you know, uh, NATO intel agencies in- interfered with their uh, political situation and deposed the existing president. Uh, after that, it was almost as if, you know, a, a global conflict was built into the, the game. It was as if that, that's exactly what they wanted, and that's what they got. Uh, that's what they've got now, and it has the potential to expand even further. Um, I think a, a lot of people are starting to wake up to the consequences of this and where it could really go. This could turn into World War III. It, mm-hmm. it could. Um, it might not necessarily be a nuclear war, but it could be uh, regional wars around the world all tied together. So, uh, you know, for example, we have a situation in Syria right now where you have U.S. troops uh, butting up right up against uh, Russian troops in the same region, and that could turn into a, a real problem. So this could expand to uh, regional wars all over mm-hmm. the world, or uh, it could turn into a, a massive global economic war where you have uh, the BRICS, the BRICS nations, uh, uh, nations like China, uh, dumping the U.S. dollar as world reserve and destroying the value of the currency. So there's a lot of consequences that come out of this situation. And I think uh, people are starting to, starting to wake up. I think a majority of Americans polled now do not support more funding or arms to Ukraine. And I think they're realizing that this is not a good situation to be in. Do you think it do you so do you think it escalates right now or do you think it ends for a while because it's uh, well, an election? I would year. hope that it would end. Well, yes. I mean, I just wonder <laughs> um, if you but thought I, that. that doesn't seem to be what the plan is. Uh, mm-hmm. the, there's there seems to be there's no there's been no discussion about uh, a diplomatic solution. Mm-hmm. And which is bizarre, right? You would think yeah. uh, if you had the the possibility of World War 3, that there would be ongoing diplomatic discussion uh, like we had in 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis. The, mm-hmm. You know, you had um, political leaders on the phone constantly mm-hmm. during that, that crisis event because it could lead to a massive world war. And unless we you don't want have money that right laundering, now. Unless you want massive money laundering for an extended period of time, then you would never seek a solution. <laughs> right. Right. Or or if you want it to become a wider war, mm. if you want the situation to become a wider war, because that serves your purposes in the long term, mm. uh, which I think is exactly what's happening. Mm. Anything you want to leave the audience with with this minute left? Um, anything they should be doing? Um, any insight? Border? Uh, yeah, I, it's. <laughs> One thing I, I think, you know, when we were, we men- mentioned prepping briefly mm-hmm. earlier, and mm-hmm. I think um, <clears throat> there's actually a huge portion of the population that's prepping right now. For, compared to when I started back in 2006, it's, it's uh, night and day. It's a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I would recommend people do more of is look into community organizing and organizing with their family and friends and neighbors and uh, thinking in terms of community, because if you do have, uh, say, a, a massive uh, cyber attack or grid down or something along those lines, you're, if you are isolated, then there's not much you're going to be able to do. 
but if you have a community, there's a lot you can do. And that's right. really where people need to put their focus in terms right. of, of preparedness. We need to start talking. In other words, we need to really start talking because we haven't for years. I think neighbor versus neighbor. It's, it's just we're not in a we're not in that mindset, but we need to get back to that. So I love that advice. Thank you for that. Thank you, Brandon Smith. Really appreciate you. And uh, go to alt-market.us for way more articles and videos on these topics that we've been covering tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, and I'd be happy to come back anytime. You got it. I'll definitely have you back. Thank you so much. And, of course, I'll be right back more with my interview with Dr. Peter McCullough. He said some great things you've got to hear. Be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Hey America, how tired are you of mainstream corporate media's biased narratives and manipulated news? Their dishonesty and attempts to influence this generation have been exposed, put on display for anyone who's even half paying attention. But the New American Magazine has been an honest source of news and commentary for over 50 years. This is your opportunity to receive the stalwart of principled journalism at a deep discount. Picture a beautifully published magazine arriving at your doorstep twice a month, packed with insightful stories written with integrity. It's also available digitally on the New American's mobile app. Get up to speed with intelligent coverage from a freedom perspective. Right now, for a limited time, the New American is available to radio listeners at a 25% discount on a new subscription. Visit thenewamerican.com radio25 and receive 25% off. Subscribe today at thenewamerican.com slash radio25. Breaking news. Biden reported that when his eyes are closed, he can't see. That Kate Daly Show starts now. But in any case, the, the hypothesis that I want to put forward, the economic migration out of South America is cloaking a migration of largely military age Chinese migrants who are motivated by something distinct from they're not fleeing the CCP. It's not obvious that they are uh, concerned about the view of the CCP. It appears that they are actually facilitated by it, that they've left China with the knowledge of the CCP and that they have joined this migration, which we now try to talk about as one thing. But if it's two things, that will confuse things. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. I'm going to take this first segment and let you weigh in if you want to. Uh, the number to call in if you're li listening live right now is 888-673-1450. And of course, you can do that. Um, but I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you because on every front, I know that you probably listened to the interview <laughs> with uh, Biden and with uh, Tucker. And you might want to weigh in on that. One comment Putin did make was, hey, and I'll play the uh, the Dr. Peter McCullough interview, too, in this hour. But I wanted to give you a chance to call up because I had a couple of thoughts about that interview. Um, number one, I felt like um, I felt like the, so. So Putin put out this thought, like, why are you worried about our border? Worry about your own border. I realized that he said, I realized the United States pretty much they own Ukraine. So it's like a substation there but why don't you you have enough problems at home and it was a great comment um that i hope people take to heart and 
here's the deal. He came across very rational <laughs> and wanting to, to obtain some peace and saying, look, this is, this is land that was part of Russia and I, we're willing to make agreements, but agreements were um, obviously, um, you know, not kept from people like you guys, <laughs> meaning the USA. And so he came across very reasonable and very um, articulate and also explaining the history of Russia. And I think he did that so people would understand because most people don't know the history of Russia. So I have a couple of thoughts. I liked the interview. I thought that it was, it was good and helpful and informative. If I was looking at big picture and I was skeptical about the interview as far as it, as far as maybe looking at the chess game of the deep state, if they didn't want you to see this interview, they would not have let it play. You would not be seeing it. I know we think that people are, you know, total renegades out there in that leave mainstream, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that if this is the case, that there was a reason we got to see this. Maybe it's coming to a close soon. I don't know. Zelensky kept talking and keeps talking and talked before the war about building a smart country. And he's been quoted recently about in talking about this said smart country that he cannot wait to build. And so the rebuilding of that with the money that's being sent over there would, um, would need to facilitate pretty quickly because according to what Brandon, Brandon Smith was talking about was these deadlines, you know, 2030 is coming, right? Agenda 2030, which we've talked about for so long, all these things are coming and they want us in these little 15 minute cities. So could that be happening? We're seeing now kind of facilitating an end to that possibly, or the rebuilding happens, all the government contracts start to go because I just don't think things happen by accident. And I think there's a reason that we saw this. There was a lot of truth in there. You could say Putin was lying about this or that, or maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. My gut feel in the conversation that I listened to, the interview that I listened to, was that for the most part, he was being pretty sincere. Um, and that came across. And I'm highly skeptical. So, I mean, that still came across to me. Um, and if you look at the history, I always have to look at the history and the actions, right? You have to look at what's happened. And for 80 years, we've been told that they want to rule the world and they haven't tried to. So I can't ignore that. I literally cannot ignore that. It would be dumb for me to ignore that. You've got to look at what has actually happened. There's been a lot of fear porn, but you have to look at the results. And the results are they have not tried to go after everybody, okay? And they never did try to nuke us and all the fears, because I can go back to all the articles through all the years I've been on air. And it's always about that. They're going to nuke us. They're revving up the nuke. They're, the nuke is in lock position. They're, they're ready. And I'm like, and it still hasn't happened. So that tells me a lot. It should tell us a lot. We have to go by what has actually happened. Okay. So that fits into analysis. I'm sure. Hi caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes, hi, Kate. Hi. I, I just wanted to tell you that I completely agree with you that I think Putin was extremely sincere. And I've been following a channel that um, talks about Putin and uh -huh. they're experts in Russian history. Mm -hmm. And they have contacts in Russia. 
Uh, they visit Russia. Um, and I, I, I actually think Putin has done a very good job for his country. And if anyone, like, knows anything about his speeches, this man will talk for five hours. <laughs> yeah. And he'll, he'll talk <laughs> and then take questions from yeah. the reporters mm-hmm. and the people, whatever, you know, for another two hours. Right. So, so he's, a, he's a prolific talker, which if, if Carlson had really done his research, he would have known that. Mm-hmm. That, that isn't a filibuster. He's right, a very careful right. Yeah, you're right. thinker. Mm-hmm. You're so, right. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. Really appreciate the call. Um, I, and I would, I would give it a look. I really would because he described a lot of agreements and things that have happened through the years. And so there was an interesting point in which he talked about um, Russia taking down the the Soviet Union. And there were just a lot of things said in timelines that you might want to have a look at. And I think it's really important to take all that information in and think about it. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, hey, Hi there. Hi, good. Go right ahead. Yeah. So um, that interview was really, really interesting. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me mm-hmm. was um, when Tucker you know, was talking about why in the world, like, don't you just use your propaganda to manipulate the, you know, storyline, the narrative, mm-hmm, change mm-hmm. all this up? Mm-hmm. And then he blows back at Tucker and says, well, you know, the American media is yeah. basically the amazing. And, and I can't sold. compete with that. And I thought, oh, honey, <laughs> <laughs> you have been at this game since you have been KGB. Mm-hmm. You have infiltrated America when... When Tucker and he were discussing whether or not he wanted to take over the world, mm-hmm. he's not going to do it by force. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it for the last 50, 60 years, infiltrating all these different avenues in American society, and it's paying off. He's laughing up at his sleep because his plan's working. Mm. So the one thing that really I thought, you know, you're, he's the king of propaganda. He is the king of uh, this covert operative operation that's been happening with American communists forever mm-hmm. so he's very very smart obviously mm-hmm. he knows how to play a good game i'm not going to trust him as far as i can throw him based off of the fact that he throws people who disagree with him off roofs mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yep yep um but it, it was interesting to hear his methodology of ukraine is ours because it was ours in eight, 800 ad <laughs> 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 you know yeah, and yeah. all of Along those lines of, well, we rightfully own this land, it's ours, so we want it back. Yeah. Um, so, so there's different pieces in there where he was very sincere, he was very genuine, and he's very methodical, and he's patient. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that, you know, you give him credit where credit's due. This mm-hmm. is the long game, and we are seeing the consequences of his long game. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Uh, appreciate it. I love all the different stances. I... I had a thought while I was watching it, and if I was going to play deep state chess, okay, and look at this big picture, why would we be, why would the CIA want us to see this? Um, because there was some truth told by, by Putin in some of this. And, and so I want to make sure I say that because there was, there was truth told. And you got to see a, a different side of Russia, how they think and operate, okay? And yes, we are the... Our country has been doing a lot of things in other countries, and we did take over Ukraine, and that's not, I don't know how widely known that is. Um, We talk about them as an independent country, but we coordinate their moves, and we fund them, and we (laughs) 
money money launder there. So so he was pointing that out. So there was a lot of truth told last night. And so does this move us to the right? Remember how we've always talked about moving to the left and moving to the right. And about every eight years, we or four years, depending on the elections, we the the, the overall stance is to move us to the right. So we're seeing Biden fumble. We're seeing Biden be delirious. We can't finish a sentence. The dementia is coming out. His team is throwing him under the bus. Then we see a very reasonable Putin. We see a very reasonable, well thought out, hey, I'd like to make a negotiation Putin. Is this an attempt to move us to the right? When I say that, you might go, yay, to the right. That's good. Mm, Good, except that it'll get used against us. Okay, so that's why it's not good in some ways is as we as they and I'm on the right. So I'm still saying this They They move us to the right. They move people on the left to the right. Okay, because there is an agenda by doing that. So every four to eight years when they sort of swap parties, there's different agendas afoot. And it becomes a very on the right it, it's a blank slate sometimes for the war budget, isn't it? Or it's a blank slate for certain things that we'll ignore on the right. So trying to be analytical about it and non-emotional about it, are they? does this interview move us to the right? Because the consensus after this interview will be, well, Trump can work with him and we'll avoid World War III. So that thought crossed my mind, and I'm just sharing that with you because I think it's important to kind of tell you how I've been feeling, you know, or what I'm thinking during during these interviews, if it matters. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Got 30 seconds. Hi, Gabe. Hi. Hey, two weeks after Russia moved into the Donbass mm-hmm, region, mm-hmm. I found out that Poland had joined NATO. Mm. And I'm like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. This is a really bad idea. Right. Unprovoked? Mm. I think not. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, so, look, there's a lot at play, and we want to think we're always the good guy, and we aren't, and we have to come to terms with that. The country is good. See, leftists will tell you the country is bad, okay, too. No, the country is good. We are a good people. We we have a insanely wonderful constitution. Okay, it's amazing, the foresight of of principles that's contained in that. If we could just obey it, but what the CIA and intelligence has done, and Putin pointed that out as well, and he was right. What the and he was involved in intelligence too, KGB. But what that does is that has created something in our name that's been going on a long time that we would not approve of. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. The John Birch Society has been working tirelessly since 1958 to preserve freedom, safeguard the Constitution, and restore our God-given rights. We continually educate voters and lead the freedom movement. Join us as we work against a tyrannical one-world government. United as one, we can defeat this conspiracy against a free America. JBS founder Robert Welch said, Education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Go to JBS.org and join us in restoring this great nation. This is the Kate Daly Show. Yeah, I'm back. How are you? Uh, welcome back, Kate Daly Show. 
Uh, KateDallyRadio.com for all the sound clouds, information about the show, um, everything is at KateDallyRadio.com. So go grab those sound clouds and share those, please. And um, also, just please text uh, Birchgold989898 and text my name, Kate. There's some great financial information there for you, and it's free. So what you waiting for? <laughs> um, I love information and I take in a lot of information and Birch Gold did an article today talking about Jerome Powell um, begging, begging about the economy and, and that's a problem. So check that out at birchgold.com, but text 989898, text my name, Kate. I'll take a few calls. Sure. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. This is Mike. Hi, Mike. Go right ahead. What's on your mind? Hey, um, just continuing the Putin mm-hmm. um um, you know, in defense, okay, first and foremost, at the end of the day, he's communicating, mm-hmm, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and I've, I've only listened to the first hour of that interview with Tucker. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you really want to binge out, you can go back. Um, Oliver Stone did a series of interviews with him, with mm. Putin. Um, you can go find them. And there, it was hours where he was talking uh, with Putin. Of course, this was all before the Ukraine situation. Mm-hmm, sure. But um, – you know, if you look at just anyone can look up a map and just put in NATO bases around Russia, mm-hmm. it'll shock you. I mean, they're everywhere. He is, Russia is basically surrounded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, just like we were talking about with the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm-hmm. um, we're not going to allow that or anything in, in, in Mexico or Canada or whatever. Right. But um, I would say that if there's kind of a nefarious mm-hmm. um agenda they might be trying to connect people that are against biden mm-hmm. um with the pro-putin yeah um yeah people you For know sure. and, and mm-hmm. kind of making right. anyone that would agree or be sympathetic mm-hmm. with with what putin was saying mm-hmm. or is saying yeah. as you know we're you know like we're, uh we're, and, and about like, well, and he was pointing out that there are real Nazis still, uh, that party is still going and yeah. they were running and, and have hero status in Ukraine. So he was pointing that out and Tucker tried to say that, well, um, no, that was 80 years ago. That's all gone. No, he's like, no, that's alive and well. And so um, in this country, they try to turn us into neo-Nazis here, but they actually do have them and they are real and they are uh, over there as well. So interesting yeah and i and i thought you know when i said moving to the right what i meant is how do they utilize a trump presidency the deep state to their Mm -hmm. you know goals right so there's always the the back and forth team a team b utilization so i just correct you know and and if you go back historically jfk Mm -hmm. was talking to and now for whatever reason i can't remember khrushchev Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was all kinds of back-channel communication going on yeah. between JFK and Khrushchev. And, and you know, mm-hmm. again, they're trying the, – the, the, the warmongers are trying to head it off at the pass that if Trump does get back in, and he wants to have actual communication with Putin mm-hmm. um, to, you know, to, to tamp down, to wind down mm-hmm. uh, this, this potential conflict, they're already trying to demonize that in the biggest way they can, yeah, right? Right, right. And the last thing I would just say, you know, mm-hmm. communication is key. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're having a, a dispute with your neighbor mm-hmm. or with with anything, with countries, if you're communicating, True. you're going to be much less, you know, apt to yeah. fight with them. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree with you. And it was a solid point for sure. 
Appreciate you. Thank you. Um, love yep. the points. I really do. Um, there's a lot to be made in this. Um, but it was an interesting, it was a, a really interesting um, interview because I think people will learn things about geopolitics a little bit more, that there's a lot more involved. We tell the, we tell the tale of U.S. politics only in this, and we always try to make ourselves look like we're the only ones doing what's right and everyone else isn't, and that's not true. So I was kind of glad to see it for that particular reason. I thought that it was good. And yes, I think that caller was right about pinpointing and, and saying that, oh, these people are a group of and you know, anti-American pro-loving Putin people, right? Because it did come across insane that you're a leftist and you don't even want to hear what he has to say. You don't even want to hear a conversation. Who does that? Only an idiot says, I don't want to hear that. I'm going to, my ears, you know, that, that should tell everyone volumes about where they're at with it. Because usually the case is they want to hide something. So they don't want people to listen to a conversation. We're not talking about getting in the, in, in, in front of a firing line. We're talking about wording words. <laughs> so they don't want people to understand. And could he have his agenda and propaganda? Of course he does. Of course he does. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying that there were a lot of things said that I've researched, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true, and that's true. So that was interesting. Be right back. Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Yeah, do I have to eat this? Oh, honey, it's great protein. Don't be picky. Eat your crickets. Many are following the lead of the United Nations to replace your meat diet with an insect diet. It's an all-out war on meat, farmers, and ranchers. Don't let new green policies place controls on your life and overall freedoms. It's time to get us out of the UN. Go to JBS.org or call 800-JBS-USA-1. Is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. Glad you uh, can call up. And I want to extend just a, a, you know, a little bit of time here for you to call up and let me know what you think, because it was a very um, timely, interesting interview. So Tucker and Putin. So if you haven't seen it, you can grab it right on YouTube, but it's long. I'll warn you, but it actually goes pretty quick, though. So I thought it went pretty quick, um, but I was I was really interested in in what he had to say. And then I will play part of Peter McCullough's interview. And I will also post the entire Peter McCullough interview so you can listen to it um, without any interruption as well. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah. Hi, Kate. Hi. So um, I, I just two things real quick. Mm-hmm. One, the Chinese are masters at espionage. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that keep spreading the misinformation about Russia because they don't want us to be together with Russia. Mm. Russia says a border with China. So it's in China's interest to keep us at war with Russia. Interesting. And um, okay. obviously Biden's a Chinese puppet. Mm-hmm. And um, the only other thing is, is the ones that have, the ones that took the Nazis in at the end of World War Two were us. When um, we brought in the um, SS Gestapo on Operation Paperclip, yeah. put them in, t- in the OSS, and that became the CIA. Yeah. And people forget that history. So true. And it's, um, yeah, it, it, and the CIA has been operating under our name mm-hmm. as Nazis, creating problems throughout the world. They're just trouble. Yeah, and also and so, NASA. Um, they became a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. So what, what's they, that, Kate? Yeah, they became NASA, too. I mean, they, they were put into NASA like Warner Von Braun. So 
many of their, you know, many of the, the villain that we were told that we were going to war against became heads of things in our country that can't be explained. I mean, you, they have never explained, you know, why these people infiltrated such high posts in our country, unless you understand how Nazism has kept going, right? Yeah, and, then, and people forget that Bush's grandfather was laundering money for the Nazis during World War II. And so, and then he was the head of the CIA. I mean, there's just all these connections. I'm, yeah, and, I'm um, with you. It, 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 anyways, yep. so this is Dana. Thanks Thank so much you. for hearing Appreci- what I had to say. You got Have it. Have a nice weekend. Thanks, Dana. You too. Appreciate the, appreciate the phone call. All right. Trying to get all you guys in. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Okay. Got several points, and I'm sure. trying to hurry through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the caller is wrong about the last caller on one thing. Russia and China is a tactic. They've used it. They used it in the 60s. We, mm-hmm. The media, established media, kept saying they're at each other's throats, and we knew they weren't. And then Vietnam came along, and Korea, Korea and they were allies. Russia is a military ally of Red China. Uh, people didn't accept that. Uh, you had this call, lady called in a little earlier, and she was absolutely correct. And I, I hope people will look into the facts. I, this is a statement you will never, probably never hear from anybody else. It would have probably been better off if three or four uh, nuclear bombs, uh, hydrogen bombs, uh, 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 were uh, blown up here in America, blew up some of our cities, maybe killed 10 million, 20 million people, than what the, the communists, what the conspiracy did instead to America. Uh, the, the, first of all, Everybody needs to learn the history. The, uh, the communism has always been an element of the New World Order crowd. It's, been, it's one of their wings. It's one of their uh, tentacles. Uh, the New World Order wasn't even discussed to any extent up until the mid-60s. It was the communism. They were the ones that took over our government. That lady was right. They've taken over our government. They've taken over the media. They've taken over the churches largely, unions, schools, colleges, every opinion-molding institution in America is controlled by the New World Order, by the communists. They're the one, in, essentially one in the same thing. Uh, Putin. Putin is a mass murderer. And he admitted. You, did you hear the Chris Wallace interview about five, four or five years ago? Yeah, I murdered, and he was unrepentant. And his argument for murdering other people murdered too. So what's the what's the difference? Uh, why are we supporting a mass murder? And he tortures people to death. It just doesn't murder. Uh, the, uh, the all the deaths in uh, Ukraine. How do we ignore that? Um, and why you ask why the CIA might be promoting him? Because he's a member of the dialectic. We have to learn the dialectic. If you learn history, you can see it. He has been promoting the New World Order left and right agenda all over the place. Regional government. He's talked on both sides about COVID-19 as being real. Climate change. He's talked on both sides on that. Uh, he's advocated the New World Order and he has said the greatest tragedy Tragedy in the 20th century was the collapse of communism mm-hmm. uh, in the, uh, the, the Soviet Union, is how he said it. I wish I could yeah. sit with you, Kate, and go over an interview. I've oh, listened to interviews of no, him for 25 that. years. I appreciate that. You have for years. I mean, you know, Mark's called into the show for years. So I, I get it. I'm looking at all sides. Um, there was a reason we were allowed to see the interview. I get that. There's He was in the KGB. I get that. So... I'm trying to understand, too, um, we've got globalists, not just communists, but globalists at the helm now. And I do have to look at the 80 years in which, yes, they could have infiltrated our government and did. Okay. 
Um, you've got the globalist doing that. So however you want to paint that, communist, globalist, whatever. But I also, I also think that we have a situation where you have to also look at Russia. You know, have they gone after us as we promised they would in just about every single article <laughs> since I've been on the air and then going back 80 years? Um, that's always been used as, as, you know, a threat, uh, a fear porn, right? To take away our liberty over here, but it's never actually happened because we could pretty much trounce Russia. <laughs> so that hasn't happened. Do I see a bigger chess game going on? Do I know that they got money from the WEF? Yes. Do I see that he um, attends a lot of the same meetings and, and all of those things, the G7? Yes. And there's a lot to unpack. I think it's complicated. Uh, there was some sincerity yesterday that I saw, last night that I saw. And so I'm relaying that to you. And I'm also saying, look, that was my gut, but also the fact that... Um, we have used this as well. The deep state has used the storyline. Okay. That's all we heard about when Trump was president was he colluded with Russia <laughs> was the most obnoxious storyline for three solid years. Right. So there's a lot there too. Um, if you look at the whole chess game, I could have a couple of different points of view on it. I realize the control mechanism, I realize that people have conspired. And so I'm not new to that. I know that. And I understand that, that there are people too that blame Putin for everything. And then there are people that adore him and treat him like a hero. I don't think it's that cut and dry. I think things have changed through the years too. And so I try to be analytical about all of it is, is really what I try to do. I try to go with my gut and also really look at history and say, okay, what has actually happened and what was the, what was the fear porn? And I think there's a lot to say about that in this. If you can't say that that country is out to get us all the time, as far as in a big threat, um, but we keep utilizing that threat, then something's at play there. I'm not talking about infiltrating in a, in a way of, of putting people in government here and, and what have you. But I do, I do, I don't think it's so black and white. I really don't. And now we're at a, a strange time. And so I think that the, we saw that we, we were allowed to see this. They would have buried it. You know, they would have done something to make sure that the people over here didn't see this. Um, but we did see it for a reason. And whatever that reason is, does it benefit Putin? Is he propagandizing? Could be. Does it benefit, um, does it benefit the narrative? Because if you've noticed, they're throwing Biden under the bus. A lot of people are talking about um, they're going to try to move Kamala up and Kamala takes Michelle in as, you know, her candidate of choice. And who knows what happens to Kamala? And there's lots of game theory going on right now about what's coming, especially in May with um, Michelle Obama. Who knows if that's going to happen? They did that last time, too. We talked about that last time in 2016. But I'm trying to be as analytical as I can be about it, also reflecting on history and saying, OK, what has actually happened and what hasn't? They were arming that border. So there were things happening that would have provoked Russia. <laughs> Russia didn't, I don't think, went out for a fight. They did not go out for a fight, okay? Aggressively, I think it was provoked.
Lots of labs there, too. Be right back. Hey, Dallas. If Americans want to remain a free and sovereign nation, more people need to understand the principles and values that built America. At the John Birch Society, we have the organization, the plan, and the resources to do just that. Our founder, Robert Welch, said, education is our total strategy and truth our only weapon. Go to jbs.org to learn more, including how you can get involved to work locally and impact nationally. Join us at jbs.org. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show. I really appreciate the calls. I, I like all. I like the points of view. Okay, I might not agree with every point of view, but I hear people out, and I really like to take in the information. I really do. I do a lot of research. You know that, and I'm always, I'm always reevaluating and looking and and learning. I get it. So it's always great to be able to do this, right? I love this, um, that we get to talk about this and analyze it. That's what the show is for. Um, so I want, we were talking about prepping earlier with Brandon Smith, and I wanted to share this uh, part of the interview with you from Dr. Peter McCullough. I'm going to put up the whole interview because all of it, I promise you need to listen to because he covers a lot of ground, okay? There's a lot of ground here. But I asked him about ivermectin. And um, I think ivermectin is something everybody needs in their arsenal. And he was suggesting a compounding pharmacy because a lot of pharmacies, for some reason, well, you know the reason. They won't touch it. I mean, it's amazing, but true. So <laughs> give me a break. So here he talks, about, um, he talks about ivermectin. And so I just wanted to play this for you. And the whole interview will be up, of course, on katedallyradio.com tonight. You can go grab it. The SoundCloud, please share it because it's an important interview. It covers a lot of ground, like I said. Here we go. A compounding pharmacy, and they're mm. going to do it. But ivermectin is just very handy it's it's out of all the drugs it's the safest drug you know okay. safer than tylenol right you just don't get the gi upset don't have problems my mom's in a senior home and when mom got covid for the first time mm -hmm. my wife shuttled over mccullough protocol and we decided to use ivermectin because my mom's got a real sensitive stomach mm -hmm. and we we're worried about so yeah, mom's got the McCullough protocol. And of course we can't go in and see her. So we're, we're trying to check on her, right? Oh my gosh. And, uh, and, and every day there's always a little confusion about the medications. So, so at, at one point in time, I just said, mom, get the bottle of ivermectin. And then she goes, it's all gone. What? And, and so she, she accidentally had a little overdose, a senior oh no. overdose of ivermectin. But the point but is safe. she's perfectly fine. It's totally safe. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that safe. Oh my gosh. I love that. Would you use that for what people are calling long COVID? We do yeah. for some long COVID syndrome. So a common one is if there's what's called this bronchiolitis obliterans with organizing pneumonia. So a, a kind of a, a sterile pneumonia, the chest CT and chest X-ray are very abnormal. Mm -hmm. Patients are short of breath. Uh, there we can use ivermectin now for about 90 days hmm. straight. Okay. Um, another syndrome that's ivermectin responsive are the cutaneous syndrome. So there's um, there's like a sloughing illness that people develop. Uh, and this can happen after the vaccine. They become like a, there's one man, I met him one time, he's called the snake man, where his skin is sloughing, 
I've had a couple of patients come in my office where they, they walk in and literally it's like snowflakes coming off their body, their whole body. This has happened after the vaccine. It is responsive to ivermectin. It mm. works. Well, but again, go. 90 days at a full dose. You okay. know, a big man could be 60 milligrams, a middle-sized person, 48 milligrams. Uh, so we need a compounding pharmacy. And mm-hmm. what we use is we use the ivermectin capsules, which are compounded in 12 milligram capsules. That's the way to go. Not to dink around with these little three milligram right. tablets. Right. I have those. Um, the, the bigger ones. Uh, so have any of your views radically changed from 2021? Has anything changed the, that you've said? The, and that biggest, the biggest change, and this happened when I went on Joe Rogan and mm-hmm. everyone made a big deal about it. Now, Joe Rogan, I set all the records, even beat he Elon did. Musk. He's yep. still envious over this. Um, <laughs> I but love it. The big change is in 2020, all the way through nearly the end of 2021, natural immunity was nearly perfect. So once you had COVID, once I had COVID, I didn't care. People can cough in my face. I couldn't get it a second time. Mm-hmm. It was that good. I advised uh, countries on this. They started to run out of masks. I said, get your COVID recovery people out there and taking care of others. And it worked. Um, but what happened in December 2021 is the Omicron strain came in and it could infect people who already had COVID. And to a considerable degree. Now we understand you just get it over and over again. But the Omicron strain was a breakthrough. It also was the biggest jump in mutational status. We had gone from wild type to alpha. We never really had beta uh, in the United States. That was in South Africa. Gamma was in Brazil. But we did have um, alpha and then delta here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I do have a lot of questions about the variants, as you know. Um, have always had a lot of questions about the variants, the variants. But... Um, but I wanted to jump to this and uh, have him answer this as well. They're very different than a vaccine. And the FDA pamphlet, it even said the COVID test had no COVID in it because there was a question and answer. It said, is there COVID in this test? There was no COVID in it. So how do they test for COVID with no COVID in the test? Well, the, the tests, are, they have what's called PCR, polymerase mm-hmm. chain reaction test. Mm-hmm. And they're just testing for four different little samples mm-hmm. of the genetic code. So what's called primers. So they look for a little sample of the envelope protein, a little sample of the nucleocapsid, a little sample of the spike protein, and like mm-hmm. a fourth sample for um, uh, for what's called an origin of, um, of, uh, of of replication, I believe, or origin assertion. But um, the the point is, they're not sequencing the entire virus. Now the CDC sequences the entire virus, so the CDC labs. The bottom line is PCR gives you a rough idea. You know, is it there? If there's four, mm-hmm. four different spots, it's probably there. The antigen tests are largely antigen tests uh, that are testing for you, you know the the virus, basically the spike protein. So uh, um, I've always been a fan of just doing both, since the tests are so abundant now. If someone t- quote tests positive for COVID with PCR, why don't we just confirm it with the antigen test? Mm-hmm. And the PCR tests, the manufacturers never listened to the CDC. The, the CDC said don't run above cycle thresholds of 28. Otherwise, we keep spending the test. We're going to get false positives. The manufacturers took the took the th- cycle thresholds up to 45, and they didn't listen. Mm-hmm. So if we just would have been disciplined on the PCR and had confirmatory testing, so PCR and antigen, just like we do with HIV. We just mm-hmm. don't do the HIV ELISA test, we do HIV plus viral load. We, we would have, if we had confirmative testing, we would have had far fewer cases, but we could focus on the sick patients. Mm. A person asked uh, from the audience, uh, long-term, uh, long-term damage, what kind of long-term damage uh, having COVID does to an asthmatic's lungs? Are you seeing problems with asthmatics? 
I've seen lung function go down. I had a patient like that today. I think asthma, COPD, there mm-hmm. can be a loss of lung volumes. Uh, it can get far worse. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this patient, you know what I sent her for is hyperbaric oxygen treatment. Excellent. Oh. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that hyperbaric. Uh, as you know, I've talked about it a lot on the show. Um, I think it does wonders for that too. So I was in total, I was in agreement with that. And I do have a lot of questions about COVID and the variants. Um, 98 symptoms is a lot of symptoms. The variants, interesting, <laughs> um, but uh, coming and going so quickly. So you know how I feel about that. I also, um, I loved his, his information from here on out too. I asked a lot more questions. And then of course he was talking of just, you know, proto- things to do. Uh, things to have, but I do think that people should have ivermectin on hand. And right now is a good time to maybe get that, <laughs> to maybe um, to maybe get that. And so he has a website. He's got a great medical website, actually, uh, that has a lot of benefits uh, going for it. And I really love it. Um, and I also, um, uh, wellness, a wellness site. Peter McCullough, all you do is Google that. But I love that. Uh, I love points of view. And... Um, he, he answered a lot of questions, too, in addition to what I've played. So I'll put the whole interview up on SoundCloud. And, of course, be faithful, be fearless, have a great weekend. And just take some time. Breathe. <laughs> we got all this. We got this. Right? We're going to do the best we can with whatever's going on. So have a good weekend. You need a good weekend. I do believe. KateDallyRadio.com. KateDallyRadio.com.